Hello, welcome back to New York Stars Debrief. I'm Eric Voss, and joining me today are Sam Basher, Hello. Maude Garrett. That's my name. And we have a special guest today, Ben Bateman. He's a super host, uh, super host himself. He's interviewed Avengers actors, and you may know him from Schmodown, Collider, tons of other stuff. Welcome, Ben. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for yes. joining us. Hi, Ben. Uh, well, <laughs> guys, it's been a huge, huge week in Marvel news, right? We've had all kinds of stuff coming out between uh, Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. But today, we are talking about the breaking news. James Gunn is back as director of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Woo. 3. And we're also going to talk about some of the other stuff we, that we've seen this week, some deleted scenes from Captain Marvel, a Game of Thrones theory about the Night King, uh, Marvel's new What If show on Disney+, Plus, and a, quote, damn near perfect DC movie oh, in that, the pipeline. <laughs> that's... No one's ever said that before. <laughs> uh, and don't forget that you can also find this episode as a podcast. We actually just crossed a thousand subscribers over on the Himalaya app. So thank you guys very much for supporting us there. And uh, you can find us wherever you get your podcast. But we, of course, appreciate it if you went through Himalaya because they help us out in other ways. But all right, let's get started with this big news that just came out today. Uh, this morning, in fact, Friday morning is when we tape here. And that's the return of James Gunn to direct the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So we heard today. Apparently, Disney was impressed with his apology and basically changed their minds on the decision they made before. Um, they've been having meetings, it sounds like, for a while now. There were some rumors about back channels that were going on, uh, but eventually it all got worked out and they announced it today that he's coming back. Now, whatever your feelings are about this, I think most of us would agree that this is good news for the movie and for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, it had been postponed until who knows when. Uh, I heard that it was coming out uh, originally 2020, but it was pushed back to 2021 and now potentially 2022 Feige has said really it's just been shelved for the time being but maybe he was kind of biting his tongue waiting to announce this um and none of our favorite alternatives were willing uh, to touch it uh, about, you know, what, like, we were talking about maybe Taika Waititi would be a good uh, fill-in, but he decided, no, he did not want to direct this movie. Um, so it looked like they didn't really have a lot of good backup options. And it was too much of James Gunn's baby. You know, he, they were going to use his script. It's his story. A lot of the cast rallied around him, especially Dave Bautista, who's very vocal about it. Uh, and I think uh, it sounds like he wrote, or he did write the first two movies of this trilogy they were his soundtrack it was in his voice in so many ways um so it, it makes sense that he would come back and this would be the first time um a, a single director has directed a trilogy within the mcu um i mean should have done it with star wars yeah yeah wouldn't have been a bad uh so here's a, a one crazy wrinkle in all this is that while james gunn and disney were on a break i guess we can say gunn committed to writing and directing suicide squad too um, awkward <laughs> X's meeting. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. The crossover. Now they're very familiar franchises if you think about it, right? Uh, both Redemption Tales of the Ragtag Motley Crew who have to go on some mission together. Um, now both of these franchises are going to have the same writer director, the same auteur is going to be uh, the visionary behind both of these. And we're hearing that the plan is for James Gunn to shoot Suicide Squad two and then move on to Guardians 3. So it sounds like he's still doing both. He doesn't have to pick between them. That sounds like an ideal situation if you really think about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm and, super on board with it. Yeah, I, well here's the thing though. It's, it's gonna push Guardians 3 back from its original release date. So how do we think this is gonna affect the story of the movie? Do we think it's gonna change the timeline or is it gonna close some doors on where in the Marvel timeline or open up some other doors maybe to do a prequel? Really quick, when I say um, ideal situation, I mean for him. Like it oh, sounded yeah. like uh, he was on top of the world and then it got pulled out from under him. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, and some people can see really good talent um, where it is. And there is a little thing called redemption and not all of us are the same person we were 10 years ago. So that's kind of something. Um, but at the same time, like he's working for the enemy 
and they're allowing it and they're prioritizing it. So that's kind of like if you've been through the right ringer now, a bit, yeah. It's 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 a good place to land mm-hmm. though after you stumble and fall. And also, I like that they're waiting. Like David Yates when he was directing the first Fantastic Beats movie, Beats Beasts, <laughs> and he was also doing that Tarzan I'd rather movie. Rather see Fantastic Beats mm-hmm. and where to find them? <laughs> yeah, in the garden, it's Spotify or SoundCloud. <laughs> oh, see the different beats. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, they're so fantastic. <laughs> um, but in that same year of the first movie that he put out that Tarzan movie too, and it was like, oh wait, no, 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 he, it's okay. He directed both in the same year, and you're like, what? And the both movies kind of reflect that it was somebody who was very split. So I'm glad, like, give it a sec. Let the MCU kind of reshuffle. Like, you have your what if and your, your what if shows and your Disney Plus shows coming out that are tied to the MCU. Just like, let's see what other things organically kind of pop up. You have your Eternals movie coming out as well. I'm glad, like, give it a break. Let Suicide Squad 2 be what it's going to be and then come back for the finale for Guardians 3. And it's kind of like a cool stamp at the end of this, like, this phase of Marvel, the Marvel it's Universe. Epic story. End uh, story, yeah. Go out with a bang. I think that if Suicide Squad 2 and Guardians 3 actually come together, it, their current production schedules, there's no disasters, and they're both even halfway decent, I would be blown away. Yeah. There's <laughs> zero chance in my mind that happens. I think that the big weight on them announcing this deal with him going back to Marvel is probably that the DC was just like, look, you can announce this, but we need a little more solidarity out of you to make this project seem legitimate first. Yeah. Because Suicide Squad 2 has been such a disaster to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a friend of mine was with the guy who was going to direct it before, Gavin O'Connor, and I knew a guy that did a draft of the script. In fact, at this point, two people. And not from Gavin, but just the writers that have gone in, it's like, draft a script, goes away. Draft a script, goes oh, away. Wow. They can't figure out what to do with the movie, so hopefully he comes in and he knows exactly what he's doing and that movie can just be awesome because I would love to see DC have a win, but I don't know how I feel about that movie at this point. Do you wanna, yeah. I, what I don't want to have happen is that being a director of a Marvel movie is the same as not being able to land an Oscar host. It's like, it's such a great you know, job to be able to do, but because you have a lot of spotlight on you, it's like then for the internet to kind of go in and delve in and try to destroy them. I, I think we need to get over that real quick or we all need to collectively delete our histories. Right. I mean, I think it's a bit of both, right? I think we have to both watch ourselves and, and go back and try to be sensitive in what we say if we're public figures. But I think it's also like we can probably tame down this watchdog culture and expecting everyone to be ideologically perfect in all stages of their lives and to not allow redemption. And you would think, especially with... Uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy how important the theme of redemption and Mm -hmm. coming back from your mistakes like they all have red on their ledger they all have you know their criminal records printed on their prison kill in prison uniforms and that's just something that's part of all of them they all share in common Mm -hmm. but they all find some common humanity or common whatever race that they all share together because they're all aliens they're not even the same race uh, can can find that connection and uh, fight for mutual goals I'm I gotta be honest guys I'm a little frustrated that uh, I feel like we've been brought through the ringer on this it shouldn't have been even a narrative at all like I don't I love that we've been able to talk about it (laughs) as as far as like having something to talk about but it's just like it's annoying that this was a controversy to begin with it's annoying that like there had to be like a hero's journey for James Gunn rather than just like let him do his thing Mm -hmm. and and make great movies in production just because of you know whatever dumb 
political forces in the air. It's something that we have to deal with. I think the, I get you. the best part about this is the example that Disney's setting here, though. We live in this moment right now. People use the phrase a lot, the culture of outrage we live in, right? Where something can take off on Twitter and, and the world will go nuts for a day or two or three or a week. And people can lose jobs. Four this, days, usually. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my experience. Right? Like, it, it just it populates the, the, the online conversation and companies very often will feel that they need to make a decision. They need to make a show when that happens to, to right a wrong, to send a message. Disney is as big as it comes. So when that happened, it was like, we have to do something. Because if we don't do something, people are going to think we're not paying attention. It's nice to see that they decided, you know what, we can make another statement. We can say, over a year later, we've looked at this, we've decided, this guy deserves a second shot. We're not going to just, we're not going to let tweets from 10 years ago, no other evidence, no other proof, make our decision on this, and this guy deserves a second chance. It sets an example for people, mm -hmm. yeah. and I think that's important. I think, you know, if we can use the Star Wars analogy here where it's Darth Vader was basically like the most evil person in the galaxy for majority of his life. And then he does one good thing at the end and everyone's like, yay, he's redeemed right. himself. It's like, yeah, can we apply that? Just don't do a trilogy of origin stories with, uh, oh. with James Gunn. Because we don't Ouch. need to see where he came from. Well, I mean, I got to be honest. Also, like, it's crazy that this happened on in the same week as we had Captain Marvel do considerably well at the box office. An endgame trailer, a surprise endgame trailer, a lot of us felt, followed by the day after on a Friday this announcement. Like, I don't want to encourage conspiracy type thinking other than our Marvel Theory videos, but it's <laughs> it until seem like, we do it. <laughs> I mean, one thing, if you go back and watch, Philip actually brought up in a past video uh, that. Disney might be doing this by design. Like the moment Disney fired James Gunn, that might have actually been a suspension. And they were there were back channels this whole time. You're gonna lay low, we'll detach you from the project, and then there will be like a hero's welcome later on after we change the narrative after a really successful mm, week. Then they would of have paid him for exclusivity. I don't think that they would have planned or foreseen him working for DC. Um, I think if there if there was ever an intention to bring him back, they would have stopped that from happening big time. Maybe. So they let him go, and then he got snapped up, and they went, "Whoops, yeah. oh dear." Well, Come maybe. Back. Yeah. I mean, I, we don't know the details of his of his contract. You see, what I'm doing right now is conspiracy thinking. Like, we don't, know. We, we don't, don't know. know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we can speculate. Uh, but getting back to the the question mm -hmm. of this uh, this idea of how this could affect Guardians Three, it sounds like they were still going to use the same script anyway, which, even after he was detached from it. Which right. feels like it would have been framed in a world that was pretty much immediate after Endgame. But now, since it's going to have to be pushed back, let's call it like two years, maybe three. Maybe four? Like, it's crazy that it's going to take so long now to get that movie out since they were so ready to go last year. Um, it, it's, it's, they feel like they have to kind of revisit and see where, they're, where all their characters are yeah. at. It's so intertwined, though, at mm -hmm. this stage. It's just so tangled. So to have to pick it apart and, like, re push it back. I don't know. That's Is it possible that they may do a prequel? Because there was like a four-year gap between Guardians 2 and Avengers Infinity War when we picked up with them. Uh, Star-Lord got some different oh. facial hair. Groot uh, grew up a little bit. Oh, so like the end hey, story is... <laughs> it, he's like, so the end story is Infinity War or Endgame. Right, That's right. the end of the story. Uh, Hulk smashes into their windshield and that's the end of that story. I mean, the stakes are lower because we know everyone makes it out alive but then you just introduce another character. There's some other kind of goal they're trying to accomplish that you're worried about. I mean, there's a lot sticks. of daddy issues that they could keep exploring there with Gamora and mm -hmm. with Star-Lord. I mean, he kind of killed his dad, huh? Oh, but both his daddies. If you think, so, so Guardians 2 has that weird distinction of being that movie that like everybody really liked it when they walked out of the theater. Like, we all liked it. I laughed mm -hmm. my, I, I mean, serious. I thought that movie was great. We never saw it again. Mm -hmm. It's like the 13th or 14th best MCU movie by Post People's List. Like it's pretty <laughs> yeah, yeah. close to Captain Marvel by the people that didn't like Captain Marvel. Is Guardians 3 going to 
do better than that? It's like the Guardians 2 is so similar to Guardians 1 in its tone. Mm -hmm. If 3 is the same thing, like what's the point of just not doing something like a prequel? What's the point of doing another movie that feels so much like 1 and 2 if it's I don't know, it just feels hard to win there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would love a, a reboot in a sense that just takes two or three of the characters and makes like uh, the way that Thor Ragnarok was a sort of buddy comedy between these two right. characters. Mm -hmm. I would love to see an offshoot story where it's just like Groot and Rocket, you know? Uh, you don't have to bring cool. any live action actors. On Something screen. different. I, I honestly like, I like the way they've explored, they've kind of explored uh, Gamora and Star-Lord, but we don't know anything about Rocket, like whatsoever. We don't know where he came from, we don't know where Groot came from, and we want to use Adam Warlock, that's gonna be a big part of the story. Since yeah. that's a genetically engineered creature, and so is Rocket, and so, and we don't know where Groot's from, and so, like, there could be a really cool, like, parallel between those characters of someone who is so perfect, Adam is supposed to be Space Jesus, he is supposed to be the example of what everything could be at one point, and then showing Rocket, who was an experiment, who turned out, like, that he's constantly in pain, and he's always angry, and it's like, and he, <laughs> ba basically, no one takes him seriously, and they can't even like name him right they're like no he's like a rabbit or he's like a rat or a squirrel or a monkey or whatever and it's like no one takes him seriously and there could be a really cool story of exploring that and it could be a good final chapter where it's like star lord's story is kind of done like basically mm -hmm. he can be there to support his his friends and whatnot but i would like to know more about those guardians you know he needs to be in that real bad yeah howard the duck yes yeah <laughs> what happened there he's been on the peripherals he's yeah. getting his own animated two. movie like, or show yeah right. show on hulu yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I'm just glad that we're finally closing the book on this whole like James Gunn story, uh, at least hopefully. Because uh, I remember when the news broke, that was the episode where I was hosting this show by myself and you guys were all at Comic-Con. Oh, yes. And it got real weird and it turned out like Pee-wee's Playhouse where I was like talking to Baby Groot up there and oh, <laughs> doing voices. I kind of lost my mind. So that is like where I broke. Dark and times. now uh, the loop is closed and I'm fixed. You're back. And we're back on the Yay. normal timeline. There we Isn't go. Isn't this great? Uh, uh, but let's move on to our trivia question. Please and thank you, gang. You know this time mm. of the show. It's my favorite. Uh, it's my third favorite, probably. But right now, it's my favorite. This is the time where I'm going to ask you guys a trivia question. Our hosts are going to try to do their best to get the right answer. And uh, whoever gets the right answer is going to be able to do our outro today. But the loser, hey. the absolute failure, <laughs> which is usually which me, is, is a going to... 7 out of 10. <laughs> who's going to have to pull uh, from the uh, GIF of Shame box that was beautifully made by whom? Travis Cadle. Thank you so much. Mm. All right, so go ahead, get ready. Here's your trivia question. There's always been controversy associated with the creation of Batman. Many credit comic writer Bob Kane, but some would argue Blank was the true creator of the caped crusader. So who was, in some people's eyes, the true creator of Batman? Uh, okay, all of our answers are here in the bucket. We'll get to the answer later mm. in this episode. But real quick, we just wanted to take a quick second to thank Audible for sponsoring this video slash podcast episode. Audible has an insane selection of audiobooks, including Game of Thrones, which we're going to start talking about in just a bit. Also, coming up on my list is a book called Batman and Psychology, A Dark and Stormy Night, Night with a K, that I'm really, really excited about. Audiobooks are just a great way to learn something new while you're at the gym or or you're in a waiting room or cooking or in driving or, yeah yes, commuting cleaning uh just like some of you guys are doing probably at this moment as you're listening to this i love reading but it's hard to dedicate time to just sit down and read a book or sometimes string words together to form sentences if you got a bad <laughs> education audible solves that problem it just keeps me from falling asleep in traffic so thank you for saving my life and uh, to get started with a 30-day trial when you go to audible.com slash rockstars again audible.com com slash rockstars a u d i b l e dot com slash r o c k s t a r s. 
a lot of us are learning to read right now. I'm just about to finish my <laughs> third book this month. Oh, what are you reading? Weed Flex, but okay, Maud. Uh, Sarah J. Masses. The Masses of her novels. Very good. Cool. Sarah J. Mass with two A's. If you like fantasy, she's good. Oh, speaking of fantasy and sci-fi, there's a segue for you. Let's talk about Captain Marvel. It's out, and a lot of people okay. have had a chance to see it. And Chatter Online, and, and the Chatter Online is focused on what people didn't see, deleted scenes and concepts that didn't make it into the final cut of the movie. So mm. some people have pointed out scenes from the trailer or promo images that never happened, like these that suggest Ronan the Accuser was originally a bigger part of the film. Gasp. Oh, yeah. <gasps> he is pretty big physically, right? Oh, big boy. He's a big boy. Yeah, Labeled in the credits yeah, as big boy number one. For our podcast listeners, uh, there's one image here where Verz is leading the rest of her group to meet Ronan and Yon rog and another uh-huh. where Yon rog and Ronan the Accuser hang out on their own. Oh, being buddy pals. Just hanging out, yeah. being blue boys. Moonlighting. A VFX artist also leaked that there was a scene in which Yon rog Jude Law's character, meets with supreme intelligence, and the person he sees, meaning the person that he respects the most, is, drumroll please, is himself. Uh, <laughs> which you course. pointed out earlier before we started recording that I think there's a joke about it in the movie. that that's She's like, is it your brother? Is it yourself? And he's just like, mm, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which explains why he is so cagey about it in the movie. It makes sense. Yeah, I love it. Pretty fun. And this was more of a deleted idea than a deleted scene, but apparently one idea for a post credit scene was having us, uh, having we get to see Yon rog landing on Sakaar, which is the planet Jeff Goldblum's character yeah. the Grandmaster rules in Thor Ragnarok, which yeah. is described as a trash heap in the solar <laughs> system but what do you guys think did these cuts and changes improve the movie or would you have liked to see these in this film well i mean we couldn't have that little nugget about um uh, yon rog being an epic wanker because it would have revealed who he was as a person we needed to have a lot more of a facade around him um so that that twist oh gosh spoiler mm-hmm. do we ever give a spoiler warning for this yeah, it's this kind of, point, i think we i think time. we prepped it enough you're good <laughs> okay Go I gave it the Director okay. Rage at There's me. There's a twist. I think it would have um, not landed that blow hard enough, mm-hmm. should we have known that information. Yeah. But I really like that nugget. I think it's cool. I think it's cool, too. I don't know how, like, narratively, I don't know if it would have meant anything to me specifically. Who like, would you see? Uh, exactly. Flash. What? Or my dog. That would be really Dwight? cool. Dwight? Dwight, yeah. Shout out to Dwight. Give what some love Dwight's in the comments. What would Dwight's voice sound like? This is too uh, much. Think of a surfer bro from the 90s and a ski bro from the 90s, and then whatever voice you think of, that's what my dog sounds like. I would see Maya Angelou. Well. <laughs> that's I feel like I got an answer now. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Who are you thinking? I'd see Bodhi from Point Break. Swayze with the full man. Whoa. Yeah. That's who I respect yeah. the most. Yeah. Maude. Did you see Crocodile Dundee? Probably a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Mm. Ooh. If that came up to me and it was like, and it was like, by the way, Maud, I'd be like, I will listen to everything you say. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, fear I is respect. It is the same word. <laughs> I'm cheating. Mm, there you but go. But still. High five. Pretty cool. <laughs> I think it's kind of a mixed bag. I think, I will say, I probably needed, uh, if I could make some changes, if I could slide up a fader bar, it would just sli- be to slide up Ronan a bit more Same. in the movie. Just because it seems like the promotional material teased that he would be a bigger part of the story. But uh, on the benefit, it left me asking questions and wanting to see more of him if they ever bring him back in the sequel, you know? But it's I wanted to see more of him than just like one of those Star Wars uh, um, hollow projector <laughs> things, yeah. which is basically his entire role in the and movie. And there's one scene where he's like, huh, she's interesting. And it's like, what was that? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. so pointless. 
He does fire a missile at one point. Well, the no, whole, I'm going full spoilers for you. The whole Ronan thing is like, you know, at the end of the movie when she's like, I mean, are we just full of spoiler? I can yeah. talk yeah, about it. She's all like crazy and supernova wild. She's super powerful. Super Saiyan. Yeah, Super Saiyan. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And he's like standing there and she's like, I'm just going to like fly into missiles and stuff. You're like, this is not even fun anymore because you're too powerful. And Ronan, <laughs> that's the only time Ronan's even in the movie, really. It's like he has, I think, one scene otherwise. So yeah. it's just like this whole, like, why was he in the movie? You know, what was if the he point? Wasn't gonna, like, yeah. Dude's, it's the most popular Cree we know from the MCU. Yeah. So I get why you'd want to. And he eventually, he wasn't a zealot before, but then he became one. That's why he has like the military like prowess and everything. I get it. You didn't really, you didn't really need him. And I do like the tease of using him in the future, but we already know his fate. Basically, he's safe if they use him again. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Do you remember last week we were talking about what words have you read, but when you say them, you're like, oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Zealot. Zealot. There you go. Not right. zealot. I spent, I spent the entirety of his time in this film thinking to myself that he was Kieran Hines, but actually that's just the bad guy from Justice League. And there I was like, go. wow, this makeup is amazing. I was like, this is incredible. They did this. This is so impressive. Then it's Lee Pace, and I was just wrong. There so you go. that was my experience. Yeah, it's one of those moments, obsfrucate. Yeah. Can't say it. Yeah. That's the only word I read. But you know what? Let's read your thoughts in the comments down below. Did yeah. you want more Ronin? Or was that enough? Yeah. More I vote Ronin. enough. I, yeah. It's just, a, uh, it, you could look at it from a lot of different ways. Whose story was this? It was kind of Nick Fury's story yes. almost as much yeah. as it was Carol's. So uh, maybe they felt like we didn't want another competing protagonist in the story or competing antagonist. Well, but. when you had a misdirected threat being the scrolls, and when the twist happened, I don't think that there was enough of a threat at the second half, especially when she oh, went full sure. Super Saiyan. So having yeah. him right there being super powerful we could have actually seen a little bit more than oh now I've got to punch my friend we're not even friends okay boof you know yeah, yeah. yeah. agreed okay. anyway let's move on to Game of Thrones yes, Ooh, yes. yay mm, there is an interesting Game of Thrones theory going around this week about the Night King's battle plans oh. now it comes from Reddit un- user you slash the triple B they laid out a whole list of predictions for the final season but we're going to focus on just one regarding the Night King this is all speculation if you don't want to hear anything or be persuaded by any thought process going in (laughs) then tune out because this could happen Who, who knows we're just suggesting things so this theory is saying that the Night King's army is indeed headed to Winterfell. <gasps> Jamie has convinced a lot of the Kingsguard to leave King's Landing and join him there because that's where <laughs> the threat is. So together with the Northerners, they're going to emerge victorious. Hopefully. Yay! Yeah. I don't see how they're all undead. <laughs> um, however, though, the Night King himself will have flown Viserion to King's Landing, oh. which is going to be unprotected more so because the guards have left to go oh, north. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen what Viserion can do with that gob, but it's blue fire. Or is it ice? Was it blue flames? Or is it anyway? Um, everyone's going to be dead. He's going to convert all of those residents to, um, to whites, of course. And then when Euron rocks up with the Golden Company, they're going to be ambushed. They're going to turn into whites oh. as well. And then all the South is going to be the threat. And wow. then the no- it Bit just of a doesn't White Walker stop. sandwich. Yeah. I love it. Which we saw in the Battle of the Bastards where he got surrounded as well, but the Knights of the Vale came and rescued. Gosh, I love doing rewatches because it's <laughs> yeah. all coming back to me. Yeah, yeah. So what do you guys think? Uh, what would be more satisfying as an ending to this whole conflict between the living and the dead? The long-promised and much-hyped showdown at Winterfell, or do you think that that being taken care of and then moving that fight down to King's Landing would be even better to have that second little ooh, twist? 
I would mm. love that. I love this this Reddit user. It's very cool thinking because I think while we've been watching like the the footage from the trailers and trying to figure out where this is all going to go in these final six very long episodes, uh, it feels like a little messy. Like, why is this new army, the Golden Company, coming in this late in the game? Like, it feels too late to have like game changers of new. Yeah, but like, there's so many other things in the books that they've just let die out. Like. There's all these kind of characters, like Christ, yeah. Lady Stoneheart yeah. was not part of it. Um, but it'd be great if like they could simplify it this way, you know, rather than having like the Cersei representing the the war for the throne, uh, the conflicts, the political conflicts between humans rather than like living versus dead. I would love for it to get simplified in this way if like Cersei and the threat she represents could be co-opted into the Night King's threat. I'd love that simplification. Well, the she, so she that. gets turned. Yeah. Oh, and she, and she becomes queen. a queen. But notice she's pregnant, and then the baby could be a, a, like a baby night king. That's a worse idea. Go on with what you were saying. There's well, I mean, her whole her whole thing is to sit on the throne. So if she needs a proper king now that Jamie's mm. gone. She's been the queen leading. Oh my gosh, it would really solidify herself at King's Landing. I really like the juxtaposition between the fact that this has always been so summery and warm. Yeah. And then it'd be completely obliterated. Even colder by ice. than the north. Even colder than Cersei's heart. Oh baby, Whoa. is Cersei cold-hearted enough to allow herself to be turned into a white walk? Walker or a white in so order to maintain power. And she rule could be, forever? I say, say so. I say yes. If she say brought, yes. But she could also raise the dead, which are her kids, and be with her kids. <gasps> Despite the and fact Sam's that Sam's got a great Game of Thrones yeah. theory. Aren't Finally. some of those kids obliterated Yay. in the green uh, hey. trial? Like that uh, wildfire yeah, yeah, must yeah. have singed them, up some of them. One of them got smushed this way. One of them <laughs> died with poison. There's enough for them to come okay, back. Okay. Oh yeah. Where, yeah. Where is the crypt there? Because yeah, half the city did go up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two two of the Lannister kids were born underneath that crypt and must have been torched. Along with uh, Tywin, was his body must have been yep. torched. If they can torch human body, they can torch. Flesh, unless the Night King's white power allows like like T two T one thousand pieces to come back together and make uh, a Frankenstein body out of that. Well, it's not canon. Then, then you get a big White Walker because yeah. they have to so many like so much mass that they become at this like five point, hundred feet tall. I'd, I'd, I'd believe it. Yeah. At this point, yeah. yeah, it'd be exciting to watch. Uh, it'd be cool. I mean, yeah. on, I'm honestly, I like the idea of just kind of turning it on a, turning it on its head and making the and just. I don't know, like a false sense of hope of moving, like yeah. thinking that the army's gonna be able to take them out of the north, yeah. stop them from going further, but it's like, uh-oh, they already, they already beat you around. They already what passed. if they started melting? Like a Jack Frost? Because they, they, they had to go with Winter, but Winter's not there yet. What if they literally... It is though. Isn't it there is a theory though. that oh, the White Walkers are the source of the seasonal change? Like, uh -huh. they don't normally have a seasonal change in the Game of Thrones universe. It's just these creatures bring this seasonal force with them. So wherever they go, the cold goes with them. It's yeah. like an animated movie where like a little storm cloud stays above their head, but it's yes. a little bit of winter. <laughs> Sam, you, exactly said, you said last year you watched all of it. Correct. All of it. How many hours? How many? How much? Like, how long did it take you to go through? It all blended together. You just okay. It all blended. I, oh, I, I think I saw. I watched it all in. I said three weeks before, but I think it would be probably more true to say six weeks. I watched it. So, because it's their each one, right? They're like they're like fifty-two minutes or so. Mm -hmm. Some are longer now. Oh, one oh nine, I believe, actually considerably a lot. I'm I'm currently on the middle of season two. Yeah. There you go. That's a commitment. And that's to an only to one do week. the rewatch. That's two seasons a week. Yeah. Interesting. I'm behind, guys. It's a full guys. meal. That's a lot. I should be watching it right now. We should, should we should all be watching it right now. Well, it's I'm excited duty. to see however <laughs> whatever twist happens because the Battle of Winter, Winterfell is only happening in episode 3. We have three more episodes after that battle happens. So there's going to be some other major final act that happens after that that has to be 
even more compelling or exciting or climactic than that battle is. So I'm excited to see whatever that is. And this is my favorite theory leading into that. Time yeah. travel. I, yeah. want, no, I want Daenerys to be um, a force Definitely of flame. You know, she's going to be like, <laughs> and bring flame. That's what oh. I want. So like you Dark Phoenix. You just like, yeah, Dark Phoenix. Like, yeah. I was gonna think Way like ahead of me on that. Yeah. Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Phoenix. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. That's what I want. Uh, well, yeah. another thing that came out this week, we learned that Marvel is planning an animated version of the What If comics mm. from the 70s. You may know those. Uh, and they're planning it for Disney Plus, their new <laughs> streaming service. Now, if you don't know, the What If comics asks what would happen hypothetically if crazy changes happen to your favorite comic book storylines. And in this new version, uh, led by Kevin Feige, he's been the one giving us all the info about it, it's going to be due doing the same but for the MCU the live action MCU that we know so we we know the version of the events that the Russo brothers and, and Joss Whedon and uh, James Gunn have kind of told us in these different stories these are going to be taking those familiar tropes and turning them on their head in different ways so an example of one of the storylines these are all bonkers but one of them was what if Loki got the hammer instead of Thor Ooh. you know the what if Odin's son gave it uh, it was a different Odin's son essentially uh, so they won't be canon the what if storylines are deliberately not canon and they're more of just like thought experiments, uh, but that allows them to be more fun in a way. Uh, so the first question I'm kind of curious about is like, why now for this? Like, why does Marvel think that now would be a good time uh, in particular for fans to really want? Because they've got honestly. no more access to properties. Yeah, I'm honestly thinking yeah. like, it's really like oh, what yeah. if X-Men were Marvel. there in the beginning? <laughs> I'm like, okay, right. and then here we go. It's way cheaper. We don't have to pay for it. Phase Chris four Evans. is one more if question. Yeah. Oh, you might. Hey, you might get a lot. You might, they definitely have the money to do the theme song at least one time. Yeah. I think at this point, they're they're just like swinging for the fences repeatedly, Marvel. Yeah. And so it's sort of like, we're just going to invest a lot of money and we're just going to take as many chances as we can. And if we try seven and five work, that's fine. That's pretty good. And yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think what if also represents like so many of like, I grew up reading comic books. And I grew up collecting old like 70s and 80s comics. And they these are like literally the quarter comics you'd find at comic conventions. You'd look at the cover and like just the, the concept was the most interesting part about mm -hmm. it. You didn't even really, they were like usually very bad. They usually weren't even, they, in fact, they were never more than one issue. They were like mm -hmm. 22 pages of mm -hmm. just like nonsense. What if Aunt May had gotten bitten by the radioactive spider? Yeah, she's wearing right. like a spider skirt. She's right. climbing walls. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Spider-Ma'am. They just rewrote her. They just introduced her. Yeah. She is part of continuity now. It's Spider-Ma'am. Yeah. Ma'am. Spider-Ma'am. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Also, it. like you could do like Spider-Verse crossovers as well. Like uh, they have a character that I would love to see on like any kind of screen called Spider's Man. And it's just a group of spiders that thinks it's Peter Parker and it wears spiders the suit. Spider's Man. It's, a night it's an absolute <laughs> nightmare, but it's great because it always kind of like talks about like eating people, but it's like, don't, don't do that. We're Peter Parker, we don't do that. Oh, is but it, it a hive mind? It's like a hive mind. Million million it's just, and Rick and Morty. Exactly, that's exactly what it is. It's oh, so awesome. good. Australia. Yeah. yeah, I, I want that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think this is uh, this is perfect because we also just all like they probably reached peak familiarity among like lay people who didn't grow up reading comic books. They all know what Rocket is, mm -hmm. or people have seen these people in movies, so you now have something to subvert in a new storyline. And it sounds like the fact that it's animated is a really smart way to go, because we saw that work so well in Into the Spider-Verse. I think people are just much more willing to accept more genre-bending things happening when it's when Spider-Ham is a literal cartoon that looks like Warner Brothers Looney Tunes. I want to see this like a drunk history. What if? Mm -hmm. And it's like just wherever the story goes, it's like, <laughs> all right, animate it. But Sam, you can attest to this. The amount of times where it's like a scenario happens, I'm like, wait, what if? What if it really did? I say it all the time. Like yeah. there's any scenario, I'm like, oh, but yeah, but what if? To the point where I was like, what if? Um, my superpower was every time I said what if, whatever it was happened, we would be so screwed. 
It'd be what kind if of, though? What if though? What if? What if? So yeah, this is basically what I'm trying to say is this is catering directly to me. Yeah. Uh, but what if it wasn't? Last two last two <laughs> pitches I'd say is that I hate me. If it's they fine. did an ex an exile series where it's people from all different universes come together and form a team and they go from mm. universe to universe rejects? helping out. Oh yeah. They, in the most recent comic they had a cartoon Wolverine named Wolvie and he would kinda help out, but he never hurt me. He didn't understand violence. He didn't get what the point of it was. It's adorable. Aww. He's a cartoon character. He's like Spider Ham. Really like that. Also Where'd you go, Sam? Oh, 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 the worst X-Men ever. He's, is, it's a character who has the worst luck in the world, and his only ability is that he can explode, but he doesn't come back together after his one time. And it's like, it's like that sucks. Now? That absolutely now? Now? sucks. It reminds me of a family guy when Meg gets claws. <laughs> Not even. A little, little bit longer. Her nails yeah. grow really fast. Yeah, it's yes. like, yay. I want to see Fat Hulk. Like, oh, rather yeah. than Bruce Banner getting jacked, what he just turns into a big fat green guy. That's <laughs> oh, what I was. That's a fun. They should up. do new ones. They Hulk. shouldn't adapt the, the new or the old ones that Hulk. we're familiar with. They should challenge themselves to think out, you know, uh, a, a to C thinking there. The some new stuff. Yeah. Well, I think there's probably going to be some, some of the some of the classic ones, Hulk. too, because, like, like again, you you know, a lot of, like, the premises you remember were just, like, the but, images. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's one mm-hmm. that was, like, what if Iron Man was banished to Camelot? I think. Oh yeah, that's like an, yeah, Iron Man was my. Hate it. Yeah. yeah, so I remember the images of like Iron Man. He's in like knight's armor. Like mm-hmm. I just want to see the cartoon of that. I don't know if think it'd be good. He would literally be in his iron. <laughs> yeah, helmet. armor. There you go. Yep. Yeah, yeah. the sword. Iron Man. There you Boom. go. He's got a, a jou- yeah, jousting. Jou- so this is gonna be anime. Are they gonna get like I love the it. voice actor? Are they gonna I get RDJ so. and Chris Evans to Disney's be voice? Disney's got the money. Come on, gang. It's going to be like uh, when Garfield was voiced by the guy who did the voice of Bill Murray in the Ghostbusters animated series. <laughs> there you go. And then, or no, Garfield, whatever. Yeah, the yeah, cartoon oh, yeah. Garfield, and then when they made the live action movie. So Matthew Lillard didn't get voiced as Scooby-Doo, and he had a little bit of a tantrum on Twitter, so, by the way. Yeah. So they, we, but they got Will Forte. They did. So it's not, <laughs> Forte so, and that means Matthew up. Lillard's available to be Shaggy in one of these what if Scooby-Doo was a part of the MCU. Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> oh Him, man. Gosh. Thing Howard the Duck, Wolverine, because he needs someone who sells in there, and that's your. Let's get pitch. Lillard on the show. Yeah, like, let's Lillard get him should on be. The we should sh- put Lillard on the shelf up there with not a Shaggy action figure, a Matthew Lillard action figure. Oh God, I'm having a oh, scoops. Which <laughs> of those late '90s, like I know what you did last summer, level Wing Commander actors, do you wish had gone on to be like a true A-lister? Like which one? Freddie Prince Jr. That's the oh. one you wish. Oh yeah, he's the best. He's Freddie the best. Prince. He seems like such a cool guy. Didn't the guy who plays Senor Foggy wasn't he in uh, uh, one of those movies? What? Who's Senor Foggy? Uh, the Foggy Nelson from uh, Daredevil. He was oh, like the best friend it? character yeah, in yeah. Um, uh, with Rachel Evans and Freddie Prince Jr. Which one? Oh, he was too. Right? There you go. Uh, she's all that. She's all that. He hid in the bathroom stall and heard of uh, Paul oh, Walker's Paul evil Walker's plan. plan. That's uh, right. Oh, yeah. wow. We're going down that. memory lane. But I, who says? Who's the best friend that says four for you, Glen Coco? You go, Glen Coco. Come oh, on, guys. Mean Girls. That's from Mean Girls. Oh, and it's, oh, yeah. Four for you, Glen Coco. You go, oh, Glen that Coco. Guy. What happened to him? He's doing well. We got to move on. What's some other things? Some short headlines again this week. Uh, in other news, a new Aladdin trailer came oh, out. Yes. It seems like people are starting to come around on Will Smith's genie, uh, giving him a second chance. Twitter has been a buzz about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Stan Lee confirmed to have shot cameos for Avengers Endgame and for Spider-Man Far From Home. So oh, as okay. well as that intro we saw in Captain Marvel, we're going to see more Stan for the next couple of months. like they just kind of banked those. Exciting. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, do you, what, like, I feel the, a little weird by the time Far From Home comes out. Right. Maybe. 
Let him rest. I'd be fine with a CGI stand. Yeah, or but, just like he's know. on a poster or yeah. graffiti poster. like in Deadpool 2. That like was that. cool. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oscar Isaac has said that episode 9 will be the definitive ending to the Skywalker story, but rumor mm-hmm. has it Disney Plus might actually be exploring a Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic show. Okay. So that's kind of wild, right? So digging into the origin. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. That's the best Star Wars video game of all time. And they're going to turn it? You know, I'm so excited. I like the this whole, is a yeah. good thing. And we always, we all, always knew that this trilogy was the Skywalker trilogy, though. So, yeah. Oscar, come on, mm-hmm. more. Give yeah. us more. Yeah, give us there. more deets. More spoilers. But yeah. Koto, oh my god, guys. Mm-hmm. DC. You guys played it? No, yeah. but I know it's good. I know it. it's good. It's like on everything. You can get it on iPad. It's There's Hogwarts, no but it's Star Wars. It sounds cool. Really bad way to explain. I've not that. played it, but <laughs> you have. I can see that you've played it. <laughs> that is not true. I know that's not true. Um, other news: DC is planning a Hawkman movie. Okay, yeah. come on, guys! Look at this it's guy. It's great. It's I, Hawkman. Big did you day. read those old like the Jeff Johns and Rags Morales? Right? Yeah, Wasn't yeah. That the, oh, but they have he has a new series right now, guys. It's Indiana Jones. Buddy flies. Buddy reincarnates. Buddy's an alien space cop. Basically, they've never known what to do with the character, so they just keep adding complicated storylines to him. We gotta have him. <laughs> we need him. So the Hawkman movie will be successful, is what you're saying. Woo! Uh, but speaking of successful DC movies, Shazam, according to people, is damn near perfect. The early screenings are getting oh. crazy rave reviews on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not yet seen it. Oh, you no, same. It? I need I to know. see it. They're doing a two-week early screening, though. But, oh, yeah. We can yeah. all see yeah. it. Two, yeah. Two, yeah. No, I missed it. But, yes, hey, yes. I don't know if it could be as perfect as Hawkman, but it sounds pretty good. <laughs> Hawkman doesn't even exist yet. Come from? I didn't have it forever because <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow kind of ruined those characters. Yeah, but recently, I started reading it. It's Indiana Jones, but he flies, <laughs> and I'm so on board with that. Uh, Sam's favorite movie in the superhero genre is the version of Hawkman that exists in his imagination right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> Nothing can't ruin can that. beat it. <laughs> that was Hawk. perfect. <laughs> I say Hawk differently, though, and people make fun of me, so it can't be my favorite. Hawkwood. Uh, it's time for <laughs> lightning round, though. What we do on Twitter every day. Oh, my God. <laughs> awkward <laughs> alrighty so basically you guys will tweet in questions we theme them each week though and if you make it I'm going to read it out to whoever it's directed to and we have to do it super super fast so make sure you're on Twitter every Friday you can be on the show with your question um, but yeah we're going to have that clock ticking guys so let's make it fast Sam you're up this one's from at Micah Amiot what if oh they're all what if themed by the way they're all going to be what if themed, you should so. say what if the way you did earlier if you wanted to do your version of the yeah what yeah. <laughs> Goose the cat just straight up eats Thanos. Yes. Fo- yes. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. That or Ant-Man goes inside his eye and they make goes big. But what if, Sam? What, well, what if? if? But what if? It's a Ban. short answer question. Yeah. Ben, at yeah. Catherine Bowen says, what if you were a billionaire? Would you be Batman or Iron Man? Iron Man. 100%. Ooh. Good answer. Yeah, no oh, question. Just, more just fun. keep fueling those wars. With her. Eric, we got at Vibehav298. Oh, what if I can't say that name? Well, I'll give it a real red hot go. <laughs> no, what if you have to choose between Cersei and the Night King to sit on the throne? Who would you select? Ooh, Cersei's made some very bad choices. So I say let's give the Night King a go. Yes. Maud, hi, at Sky Army, one, two, three, four, five, one. What if Thor and Captain Marvel become a thing? Oh my God, during Endgame. No, it's Captain Marvel and Captain America fight me. They should I, be together. I, 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 got, I caught your joke. Someone did a you did a gif of it. It yeah. was absolutely perfect. You can't have a ship 
without a captain. So Big I bang. ship the captains together. What? <laughs> uh, Sam at punchclown underscore 03. What if you were granted? What if you were granted the powers of Shazam as a kid? What would have been the first thing you did? I mean, fly to the moon. Damn, really? Yeah, really? How cool would that be? And then I, when I come back down, I dry, make a giant lightning bolt and like I write my name into like a cornfield. <laughs> For Sam, what? Uh, being a kid isn't a what if. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's active. It's active up yeah. here. Yeah, for sure. Ben at UC Joshua David says, uh, what if Deadpool was in Avengers of Infinity War? What do you think he'll do and what would be the outcome of it? He would make a movie R-rated, and it would make a lot less money. Uh, he'd, oh. he'd, be, he'd be really funny, and uh, Thanos probably keep him alive for humor, maybe? I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, that was nice and fast for lightning. Maud at Ask for Seconds says, if Lincoln Zelda were characters in A Game of Thrones, what houses would they be in? I mean, all the, all the houses. I want to do all of them. Uh, Link is definitely... Um, I'm going to say Knight. He's, he's in House Tyrell because he's like yeah. the Knight of Flowers, really. And he's also Gryffindor. Zelda is a Ravenclaw, but Zelda would uh, be in. Not Dawn. River Run? Um, uh, oh, she's a Targaryen. She's a Targaryen. Oh, there sure, there it go. is. Thank you. Ooh, really quick. Where would Ganon be? Slytherin. Uh-huh. Dawn. Mm. 100%. Hundred Eric at yes. uh, Vaybav. I've done same one. Yeah, yeah, same one. What if Hi. Bruce can never transform into the Hulk again? Oh uh, uh, no, thanks. Because uh, why would you put Ruffalo in the movie otherwise? He's gonna <laughs> keep spoiling the end and press junkets. <laughs> so no also, thanks. toys would be so boring. Yeah, he's only mm. interested for what he can turn into. Sorry. <laughs> And I like Ruffalo. He's so charming. Doc. Yeah, he's a scientist. There's a he's lot of scientists in the world. Mom. They aren't all superheroes. Boo. Sam at Alu underscore six one six. What if the Avengers could only unsnap three team members? Who would you bring back and why? And um uh uh Spider Man. Yep. Black Panther. Group. Yeah, good. Yeah, because if yeah. it wasn't great, I would come over answer. there and have yeah. a stern word yeah. with you. Ben, we're finishing this off at the real took. 12. What if Endgame is actually terrible? Uh, <laughs> how would that, um, how would that, ruin would your that life. change how <laughs> Disney would handle the MCU? No, because one flop, they'll just keep making movies, but it would yeah. be the saddest day in the world. I'm so excited. I can't even contain myself for that movie. So yeah. if it's terrible, I. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. It'll still be but successful. It's not, it's going to be like the end of Lost, isn't it? It's going to be like one of those oh. things where it's 100%. Though, it, just let me like it, damn it. Okay. Let, let me, please. Yeah. That's You're going to ruin it for me, aren't you? It's the lightning round. <laughs> Is it time? Uh, now it comes the time for our 15-second shout-out where each of us has 15 seconds to shout-out or plug or ramble about anything we want. Sam, would you like to start? Oh, I'd love to. Thank you so much. Is that why you were backing away from the microphone? A little bit. I couldn't think of anything, but I've been vamping and using up my time. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm in it right now. I love it. It's good giggles. Go check it out. I mean, you don't need It's popular. Watch it. Uh, Sure, for my 15 seconds, uh, I've been watching two series that I love, uh, Pen15 on Hulu, super funny, reminds me of eighth grade, and uh, Big Mouth in a way, and then uh, Russian Doll on Netflix. Check them out. They're both great. Cutting close. Okay. Uh, for my 15 seconds, I'm going to talk about the movie trivia Schmodown. It's this. Uh, it's like WWE, except instead of hitting people, it's movie trivia. Sam's been on it. I compete in it. I've got a big live event here in LA this weekend. Check it out, SchmodownLive.com. It's crazy awesome. It's like my favorite thing in the whole world. It's You'll love it. You slowed down on the timer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Shout out to all the Easter eggs that are happening in Game of Thrones that I'm catching now that um, we're uh, coming to the end. Cersei in season one, uh, season two, episode one, uh, goes and threatens Baelish with sl- sl- slitting his throat. And I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's my shout out. That sounds awesome. Um, okay, well, uh, now we're going to move on to our trivia question that we asked earlier. We will reveal the answer oh, to it. Shout uh, out to uh, And remember, the loser uh, who gets the worst answer, as decided by our judges, will have to join the Gift of Shame Society uh, and draw from this and then uh, act it out in front of the screen. And your uh, stupidity will be turned into an animated GIF that people will share far and wide. Now, if you're listening to us on the podcast, uh, just uh, follow us on Twitter, at New Rockstars, so you can see whatever the hell we're talking about. Um, so what was the question, Sam? It was, there has always been a controversy associated with the creation of Batman. Many credit comic writer Bob Kane, but some would argue Blank was the true creator of the Caped Crusader. Really like the cadence of that, by the way. It's a good one. Creator yes. of the Caped Crusader. Boom. Devin, good, good work. Uh, from Maud. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just picked two names, didn't you? Yes. William Johnson. <laughs> Sounds like a president, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Johnson, yes, that's who wrote it. Yeah. Uh, what name was popular around the 40s? You were actually, sorry, go on. Well, Sam, oh, he's eager for us to know what he said. He said Bill Finger, Bill Finger. That's what he William said. William Bill, okay. Behind the glove. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric said Jerry Siegel. I, I see what you were doing there. Yeah. It's a good guess. It's, it's a strong, strong guess. Superman. That's my strategy. Mm-hmm. I'll see how it worked out. Yeah. Ben says Bill Finger too. Oh, oh so Bill Finger. Oh, like we're we pointing at the Bill Finger. <laughs> and technically I had Bill in the name. Just well, you know, and uh, the answer was? Uh, well, I don't have the answer. She. That's right oh, that's there. Right there. Oh, it's face up. <laughs> Bill Finger. Hey. Bill oh, Finger. Yeah. Thank oh, that's, you. That's, that's Congratulations. Yeah. His first time getting credit for creating Batman was in Batman v Superman. And there's a documentary called Batman and Bill, and it's really good. It's on Hulu. I really recommend it's it. It's literally called Batman and Bill. It's called oh, Batman and Bill. On. You should watch it. It is very, that's it's homework. very sad, and it's very inspiring as well. So go check it out. Well, but congratulations, Sam and Ben, for both winning, wow. co-winning. Uh, so between Maude and I, judges who is furthest away? But got it kind of right with the bit. What if you had one of the names Bill. right? I had one she of the names of right. That doesn't count. Jerry Siegel's an actual comic writer for DC. Um, he created the name Superman. Right. I feel like you were trying to get the finger collaborated. Just wrote Johnson. I did. I was. I couldn't quite was... put my finger on it. So there's, I said uh, Johnson. Yeah. There's no debate. She technically got half. That doesn't. It's. I could have said uh, Billy. Uh, and you would have been the And would that have made me closer? Yes. Billy Bass. That's a bunch of poor. That's half. What if he I don't lose? He said a swear, Devin. You have to bleep that. All right, but let's keep you track of like, yeah, Mod never loses. This guy, despite saying a real person who actually drew week. comics in the 40s. Someone that she doesn't salty. Lost, lost I'm super week. salty. All right, fine. I'll drop from the damn. Hey, Eric lost. I've lost two in a row, Eric I think. Lost. I, I lose in every video when I mispronounce Loudred and APM in the Pokemon <laughs> video. <laughs> All right, so uh, the GIF of shame I will have to act and uh, take this video or take the GIF of this and share it uh, from our Twitter. Here's what I have to do. My thumbs are talking about me right in front of me. That's uh, and not that's cool. what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm just cool. reacting, I guess, to yes. it. Right. There you go. And while you do that, we'll be doing the outro. We'll split it. Uh, I'll go ahead and kick it off, and we'll just read what's on the what comes naturally on the teleprompter. But mm. yes, gang, thank you for joining, and thank you for watching or listening to this week's episode of New Rock Stars Debrief. I want to thank our hosts, Mod Garrett at Mod Garrett, thank Sam you. Basher. That's me at Sam Basher at Eric Voss, EA Voss, plus our special guest Ben Bateman at Ben. 
uh, Ben Bateman Media. Now, a reminder, this is available in audio and video form. Videos at youtube.com slash newrockstars, and you can get the audio anywhere you get your podcast, but if you have the Himalaya app, you can actually leave comments on the podcast and support the show directly. Go ahead. Uh, common tweet, uh, asset new rock stars, like this video or podcast, share it around, subscribe to new rock stars for deep dives into the stuff you love. Uh, see you next week, everybody. We'll bye. see you next time. Bye bye. Eric lost. Eric lost. Everybody. Eric lost. Eric lost. You guys. One of my fingers decided to bend me to the others. So <laughs> we fell in love. <laughs>